Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to 15 Minutes with Lincoln, a screenwriting podcast. I am one of your two hosts, Timothy Robert Dunn, a screenwriter in L.A. And I am your other host, Abraham Lincoln, 16th President of the United States and also a screenwriter in Los Angeles. This was formerly a politics podcast, but now you can join us each week for this new podcast about making movies in Tinseltown. Getting better. We're getting at this new intro. We also need some, like, I think some Hollywood music for the intro. <laughs> I'll tell you what. She w- so I guess we should swap out um, our standard then. We'll, we'll do that for this episode. The audience has already heard it by this point. Yeah. So, hey, yeah. audience, hope you like that new intro we music. Hope, we hope you're liking the new jam. That's It's going to be the new outro music, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's the new music because it's the new podcast. Yeah. We probably should have fixed the music sooner, but we've just been so busy in Los Angeles meeting a lot of people, taking a lot of meetings, and right. making a lot of meetings, and then also just churning out our pages every day. Getting our work out there, making the contacts. Uh, Abe, for years I would start out this podcast by asking you, um, how was your week? But I, I know, you and I are now sharing a one-bedroom apartment here in L.A. We, you know, we're coordinating all the time to get our screenplay done. I know how your, your week was, and man, you killed it this week in terms of pages. Well, Timothy, thank you very much. And I got to say, normally you would ask me how my week was, and I would just think, oh, that's kind of a perfunctory thing, and I would just say, oh, Not yeah. Not engaging as in a podcast, yeah. And then I would try to avoid asking you, and you would volunteer all of the sad things that had happened with you over the course of a week, but I've spent I don't know the about sad, but I would talk about my week. Nothing sad has happened. I mean... The, no. I think the OnlyFans money seems to be, you know, a little slower these days as the theaters keep opening up and as those sultans and eccentric billionaires yeah. kind of ghost you. Ooh, I'm so mad. I, uh, not about the sultan or my international clients or my, you know, my clientele. It's the improv theaters opening up. I hope they all I hope they all burn to the ground. I hope they just all fail and uh, no one gets paid to do improv except for me on OnlyFans. And I don't, I'm not trying to say that in a mean way, but I just, you know, I depended on this money for so long. Understood. And, Timothy, it's okay for you to say that here because we're friends, but I just right. want everyone else to know that the general vibe in Los Angeles is that you should never root against people. You should right. be rooting no. for everyone yes. because it's so hard to get your stuff made. It's so hard to get your pages done unless you're like us where we just churn out pages all day. That you really want to make sure that other people are, you know, you're supporting them as much as possible. Except and when you're it not comes even, to, yeah. to improv oh, theaters. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, except when it comes to improv theaters. They're not right. really part of the industry. Yeah, I hope they all collapse. Um, yeah, I, and that's something I've really had to teach myself that, like, nowadays I don't even, if someone has won an Emmy or they're staffed on a show, I don't even view them that way. I treat them equally as anyone else I'd meet on the street, um, in that, in that I ask pretty much everyone we've talked to, to read our script or, uh, set me up with a job, um, on a, on a writing staff or something like that. I'm, I'm just asking that a lot of everyone pretty much everyone we meet. Absolutely. We recently were at a coffee shop and we heard someone discussing how he used to, um, well, he was a he was the screenwriter for um, the 2011 film The Artist, mm-hmm. and neither of us had seen the film, but we just slowly um, scooched our table and our chairs closer and closer to his table, 
And it was tough because the tables that we had was so heavy, you couldn't really scooch yeah. it. But we were, So we were kind of like crouching, standing up. It was a big like, sc- scraping noise along the floor. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. And so we're scraping our chairs, our table, and they're continuing to talk about like, well, that's terrific. 2011, the artist, yeah, you guys won Best Picture that year. And he said, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we kept kind of scooching and scooching and <laughs> the whole time. And then they kind of stopped talking and we just kind of kept playing it cool until we scooched in. And then our yep. tables, we our sl- we got our table right up next to theirs. We had to move another table out of the way in the middle of scooching so we could scooch all the way right. diagonally across the coffee shop. And we were all, when we were almost there, the, the coffee shop owner yelled like, hey, stop doing that. But we just had to be like. We're, we're in this far. We have to keep going. If we listened to all the people who don't know us who yelled, hey, stop doing that, we would not yeah. be in Los Angeles killing it right now as right. screenwriters. So right. they were kind of looking at us, and then eventually when our tables bumped in, um, one guy picked up his drink, which was smart, and then the guy who was the screenwriter for the artist, he didn't, so his drink spilled all over him. Right. And we said, oh, wow, I can't believe that happened. There must have been another L.A. earthquake, which this place is famous for. Here, let's try to, like, wipe that up for you. So we, you know, uh, we're like, oh, let's get you some napkins. So we got Yeah, or like, hey, if you need to dry clean that, just give me, like, you know, your office address and your office telephone number and let's set up a meeting where I can pick up your dry cleaning and we'll pitch and we'll just talk talk stuff out. David, that was an excellent move on your part. You were doing that. You were giving that great speech where I got up to get the napkins. Of course, I bumped into the other guy, spilled his drink all over him. Right. So I came back. I asked. I I was I was gone for a while because I went up to the to the front desk of the coffee shop and I was like, hey, we need some napkins. And the guy's like, I'm not giving you any napkins. I just saw what you guys did. And I got into it with the owner of the coffee shop, and I said, hey, listen, me and my friend, we came in here. We gave you money for a a good and a service. We are splitting a small coffee so we could use the Wi-Fi. We got two cups so we could pour it into each of the cups. We gave you, buddy. You could at least give us that whole thing of napkins right there so we could go try to make this right because clearly your shop is not earthquake-proof. Yeah. And he said there was no earthquake. I saw you guys scooch the tables and i said this guy doesn't know how the business works no no um haven't heard back on the uh the pitch meeting with them but i'm hoping one of these days we'll we'll get an email or a text or something like that yeah and i googled the artist and apparently it's like an old film or it's like a new film that was made to look like an old film that's what i've heard about that yeah yeah so i don't I'm interested to hear what he has to say about our film because it's like going to be a new film that's going to kind of like take place in an old time it's as gonna, well. Yeah, right. It seems like it would line up. I know. I think he could really um, – he's going to want to get in on that, maybe be a bit of a script doctor yeah. to some of the scenes. Although, you know, it's his loss if he doesn't get back to us. So yeah. anyway, um, we sat down next to him. It's, it, felt, it felt like maybe some of his creative – I don't know, genius or whatever, rubbed off on us a little bit. Yeah. We I, said, there was also that, yeah. I don't want to go into too many stories about Tinseltown, but there was also a moment where we thought we saw a Duplass brother and we started sprinting after his car and he just, he started driving faster away from us. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You just got to go after all this stuff. You have to. You yeah. have to literally chase your dreams. Yeah. This is what the city is made of, you know, that's the kind of energy. Yeah. So that's the Hollywood update for the week. I know everyone's always curious about 
you know, oh, what celebrities are you rubbing elbows with? Like, oh, what deal makers are you making deals with? Oh, right. yes, uh, big pictures, big moves. I bet you fellows are really, really settling in. And, you know, for a lot, for the most part, yes, that's very true. But it's also just a lot of me and Tim at our computers. Oh, yeah. And we're saying, like, hey, what are you working on? And then, you know, I, I don't know, what are you working on? So, you know, this is just a peek behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. Landlord stops by, says, hey, it's double rent month. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of, that takes up half a day. So yeah. Yeah. It was tough to lose our PS uh, gaming chair that we got. Yeah, if you didn't listen last week, um, we have kind of a unique um, situation with our landlord where sometimes, because of we got a, a steal for this one-bedroom apartment, $4,000 a month, um, there are clauses from what he tells us about the the lease where he can drop by and do a double rent. It's not every month, but sometimes he'll do a double rent, and then sometimes there's a prima nocta with the packages. Yeah. Yeah. And we have uh, we live in a, one of those two story buildings with a pool in the courtyard. We're on yep. the, the second floor, but we're right by the street and the dumpsters. And uh, Warren G. Harding is living um, on our couch. On our couch. Which he I didn't he didn't he tell us that he'd have stuff out by now? Yeah, he said he was really working on a bunch of stuff. He directs and he writes and he produces. But He said he had like 10 things in the can when we had him on the show. And I just feel like he, he's, he keeps telling us they're in the can, they're in the can. Yeah, I well, I mean, I've heard, a, I've heard a lot of stories out here about, oh, you know, so-and-so. Like, I guess Steven Spielberg was, you know, sleeping on a couch until Jurassic Park came out. Right. And then, Jay Leno lived outside the comedy store or something like that. And yeah, all the, all those kinds of stories. Anyways, yeah, I should you, you hear yeah. stories about that stuff all the time and you're like, wow, that's incredible. You know, I guess Michael Douglas, he was like homeless <laughs> until like a year ago. Yeah. Right. I shouldn't, he's our mentor. I, I'm sure I, you know, I'm, if he says he's got stuff in the game, I'm sure he's got stuff. Yeah. In Warren G. Hardick's our mentor. We haven't met yeah. Michael Douglas yet. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, Abe, last week we also answered some emails. It was nice to um, hear from some of our listeners. One of our listeners did reach out. Uh, I haven't looked at this yet, but it's from uh, an old friend of mine, Kellen Tarrett. Um, Kellen says, hey, Tim and L. Tim and L. Lincoln, okay, gotcha. Hey, Tim and L, you totally biffed my email on your L.A. mailbag episode. I sent in an idea about a movie idea and you totally passed on it like the Hollywood noobs you both are. Okay, well, that's rude. Tim, I'm disappointed in you as a gamer, and Mr. President, you embarrassed the office with this behavior. Do your research and get your heads out of your asses. Wow. If you buff, I think he's trying to say biff. If you biff on this email, I'm taking my five-star review of this podcast down to a four-star. XOXO Kellen. Okay, well, I'm I'm sorry, Kellen. Um, well, first off, I think he's beefed his whole email because he meant to say beef because that's what Jacob Rainey has established. Right. That, you know, you beefed it. I beefed it. He's saying biff and buff. Get your, get your shit together. But then get your more, head out of your ass, Kellen. More importantly, you know, we can't we can't afford a four star review, Timothy. We should probably. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Um, Kellen, I'm sorry. We I guess we passed on your idea. And uh, admittedly, we're not in a place right now where we should be passing on ideas we're, we're open to working with anyone yeah so another 
rule of Hollywood is that you should stay open to working with anyone. And that means you never give anyone a no. You never you never close the door because you never know if, oh, I'm going to say you turn down. I don't know. It's like, oh, Transformers for the the rising star. And you're like, well, you know, you don't want to say no to Transformers for the rising star. But then you hear that, oh, someone else is going to make Transformers for the rising star. You want to be able to say like, oh, see, they be, I'm in on this still. Let me know how I can help. Right. You have to always be, you know, in, in case some someone goes on to be, you know, plenty of people were probably passing on Spielberg before Jurassic Park stuff. So sure, you have to just keep things open. So, Kellen, that's our mistake. We were Hollywood noobs, but now we're seasoned pros. And mm-hmm. we are absolutely interested in your script idea. T- tell you what, when we get this call from the artist guy, maybe we all get in a room together and we just bang out whatever we're working on. Did you get that artist guy's name, by the way? No, because I kept asking him. He was like trying to dry off his shirt and I said, give me your name. Give it to me. What's your name? Tell me right now. And he said, get away from me. He said, he said stop touching my shirt. Yeah, that's not a name. I was busy. No. I was busy yelling at the coffee shop owner about the napkins. I said he was real cheap, and he was Scrooge, and I hope he got visited by spirits. And I hope those spirits, you know, showed him what kind of a tightwad he was, that he learned his lesson. Right. And uh, meanwhile, he kept There were a lot of people filming with their phones at this point, too. So it was kind of like, well, on the one hand... Exposure. Exposure. (laughs) How do we... And I haven't seen those come up yet but you know we we should be on the lookout we should have a google alert for our name or something like that my name just to like you know when those come out we should capitalize on them is all yeah yeah um kellen yeah we'll be we'll be in touch um i'm sorry i disappoint you as a gamer um i think last time it did let's not get into it abe uh we (laughs) we were intending to go through a list of questions about our screenplay and we're 14 minutes in because we just have such a great time talking about Hollywood life, you know? Hollywood. We're, we're still going to do it. We're, we're still going to power through this thing. Um, there was a moment and sometimes writers don't like to talk about this where Abe and I hit a, we hit a wall. We felt like we wrote ourselves into a corner on um, President Metalhead and the group of heroes. Um, there, it, we're still deciding on the title, whatever. Um, and we talked to Warren G. Harding and we said, you know, when you're in this situation and you feel like it's like a page one rewrite kind of situation, what do you do? And he said, have you, have you gone through Aaron's 11? And we said, what is that? And he said, um, you know, Aaron Mendelssohn's 11 fundamental screenwriting questions from the script lab, uh, dot com. And we said, no, we haven't heard of this. And he sent us, um, this link and we haven't gone through it yet, but, um, for those of you who don't know, we're huge Mendelheads. Aaron Mendelson is um, a creator the guy who, of one of the most successful Hollywood franchises of all time. Yeah. The ABCU, the Airbud Cinematic Universe. Um, and the more we thought about it, because when Abe, you know, when Abe brought this up, I was like, gosh, does that fit with our what we're trying to do? Because it's more of a PG or G movies, but look, this man built a cinematic universe, so he knows what he's doing. I mean, I have the list up here. Airbud, Airbud Golden Receiver, Airbud 7-inning Fetch, Airbud Spikes Back. That one throws me because it's not. there's no dog pun in there. Airbud yeah. Spikes Back, yeah. 
But underrated Look, as far as the Airbud films go. Spymate, uh, Airbud presents Spymate, the primate, uh, who's also a spy. You know, Space Buddies, Santa Buddies, The Search for Santa Paws. We could go on and on. Um, but yeah, Aaron Mendelson put together this list of questions you should ask about your screenplay. And Abe, you and I are just going to go through these real quick. Um, anything you wanted to say before we get started? No, this is, you know, we're going to, we should include a link to these in the show notes so that folks, right. we have a lot of screenwriters who are listening to this or folks who want to be screenwriters. They're not actually right. in the game. This will help you get off the sidelines and like Airbud into the game. Amen. Let's let's get started. Question one, what's your log line? Even if your idea is complex, summarizing it in a log line forces you to uh, distill it into its simplest form. A lot of times you'll find that you've got this rambling log line and that maybe you've got too much going on, your story's too complex, or it just needs to be simplified. Um, so for us, we've gone back and forth on what the log line is, but I think last time we talked about it, it's, it's something like in a... In a world. In a world where corruption and mayhem run wild. One man has a head that has a head that can't be shot. It's it's fresh to me because I remember yelling it in the coffee shop as the guy was trying to leave. Yeah. Yeah. In a world where corruption and mayhem run wild. One man has a head that can't be shot. I was, yeah, and then he was going out the door. And you were, I remember we were almost saying it in tandem because you were saying it to the coffee shop owner. Yeah, also. who just kept trying to serve the other people in line. Right, rude. Um, so we got that one down. Yeah, ours is pretty simple. You hear that, you know what's going on. You know his superpower. You know there's mayhem and corruption in the world. Yes. So, um, I, you know, sorry, Aaron, but... That one's in the bag. The problem's not there. Uh, Next one. Who is the central character? What is their conscious and unconscious desire? Abe, I'll let you take this uh, a little bit more. You know, this was originally your baby and your character. Yes, but now this idea belongs to all of us. Really, I feel like the idea belongs to the universe. We're just kind of channeling it through our pens and our keyboards. Look, the central character is President Metalhead. And... His conscious desire is to end the corruption of mayhem. <laughs> but unconsciously, yeah. he would like to resume going down on those three witches that he encountered in the woods, and he just hasn't been able to see since. And go back to our episode with Dan uh, Viedenhop, uh if you want more information about the the really sexually graphic uh, scene that kind of opens up our screenplay. Yeah. And yeah. That, that episode will give you kind of like a good idea of how we're approaching anyone in Hollywood out here. That was so much fun working with him. It was great collaborating. He's, yeah. Oh, man. He's going to be so thrilled to see his name as producer of our universe. Um, third one. So Okay, so question two, not a problem for us. Also, we got our character. We know what he wants. Um Number three, what's at stake? Okay, so they say, uh, Mendelssohn says, I learned this one the hard way where I've written a whole script, turned it into my agent, and my agent said, no, it's really, it's great, but there's nothing at stake in the story. And I'm like, ah, you're right. For us. It's hard to imagine because when you see the Airbud films, there's so much at stake there. 
that this guy could have ever made that mistake. No pun intended. Right. You watch uh, Super Buddies. A new breed of superhero is born uh, in an all-new movie. You know what the, the stakes are. Yeah. Well, our MX, stakes... MXP, most extreme primate. You know what the stakes are. I don't feel like we have a problem with our stakes, Abe. Obviously not. There's so much corruption and mayhem. Mayhem and corruption. And we set that up when President Metalhead just walks out of um, his house and he just sees all the corruption and mayhem like out in the streets. Yeah, people are paying police officers to look the other way. Right. And there's just so much anarchy happening that police officers are ignoring. Yeah. Because, you know, they're not funded enough. And so they have to resort to this other income it's really saying something you know yeah there's corruption and then there's mayhem and i think we capture that yeah so yeah what's what's uh what's at stake i think we nailed it okay we're three for three four what's the central idea this is your story's theme or thesis and the question often addressed by a critical test at the end of your story in when harry met sally the central idea was whether men and women could be friends without a sexual relationship getting in the way, a setup that puts the main character's friendship at stake. And it's obvious the answer to that has always been no. No, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what's the central idea? Tim, I have to be honest. Yeah. Do we really need to go through all the love of these questions? We're so beyond this. I just think we've we've nailed the first three. We know all these. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like, it's funny. When I read that, what's the central idea? Like, I at first didn't have an answer to say, but it's because I know the script and, like, I know what it's about. And when I look at these other questions, like, how are you honoring or subverting your genre? Right. Uh, strategies for producing, you know, people, all these other questions they have on there. Yeah. I'm looking at these and I'm like, I got to say, like, I don't know at all the answers, but I that's because I've already written all the things. Yeah. And I, I don't think anyone, I don't think you should go in and no one wants to watch a movie where all of these questions are answered. You know what I mean? Absolutely not. You, right. you don't, you want a movie to ask the questions. Right. And that, you know, there's still some mystery, like who is the main character or what do they want? Like you, you want to, you don't just want them to like say that on page one or whatever. Right. I'm sure the guy who wrote The Artist doesn't just like come out immediately in his script and just say like, oh, this is the way the artist is, is chasing his, his, what is it? Conscious desire and his unconscious. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Although we do have a moment in um, when we introduce the Sentinel, my character, where he says his conscious and unconscious desire to someone on the street that he's just walking by. Right. So. Anyway, no, I, man, if you're cool, you know, we're already running long, so I'm fine with skipping the rest of these. We'll link uh, this article uh, when we post this episode and... I just feel like we've nailed it. We don't we don't need this, you know? We don't need this, but you might find it helpful. I mean, we're fine. We we keep churning stuff out, so. Right. This feels like another one of those things that these film school nerds we run into talk about that it's like you guys don't actually get movies. We get movies. Yeah, we're the ones watching movies all the time. Yeah. Um so folks, uh 
yeah, I think that's going to do it for us today. Um, we're just going to keep, you know, pounding the keyboard. We got another double rent coming up, so... This, yeah, I'm... We can talk about this off layer. I'm, I'm starting to get a little worried between the losing um, OnlyFans money and the all these double rents that our landlord keeps hitting us with. Yeah, the only thing is I'm glad he gives us a little notice now. The double rent coming back tomorrow is what he says. He says yeah. double rent tonight, and he says double rent coming back tomorrow. And it seems like he knows Warren G pretty well because they often are exchanging paper bags of stuff. And Right. Warren got us this apartment, if we didn't clarify that already. Right. Yeah. Um, and he said it was a, you know, it was a good deal and... No lease. And he really pressed, like, no lease is a benefit for you. So, you know, l- largely it's worked out so far. It's just, I don't know, man. We might, I, I'm, we're running a little low on cash is all I'm saying. So, yeah. This is not something for the listener. You and I will figure that out. I, I'll edit this out later. But, um, folks, uh, if you have any questions for us, pl- you know, and please don't tell me I beefed it or I biffed it or I buffed it. It's, you know. I'm, we're doing the best we can out here, so maybe examine yourself, but we're willing to work with any of you on any project at any time. So keep those two things in mind. Uh, email us at 15minuteswithlincoln at gmail.com. That's numerical one five minutes with Lincoln at gmail.com. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, Abe, any last thoughts? Tinseltown. Let's hear that music one more time. We'll see you next time on 15 Minutes with Lincoln.